Hi. I'm so glad that you're here. <sighs> Let me tell you, this is pretty awkward, but it's going to get easier. I promise. For you and for me. Let's just stick with it. Um, Welcome to Focus for Fuck's Sake, our very first episode. My name is Cherish. I think for this first one, I'm just going to introduce myself a little bit. I won't go too deep into detail. Leave it pretty vague for now until I can trust you. But I will tell you, I'm a photographer here in Washington State. I've been doing it full time for just three years now, um, but been in business for nine. I have pretty fucking bad inattentive ADHD. It's not fun. I also have pretty bad anxiety, depression, panic attacks, CPTSD, chronic pain, you know, just like lots of really awesome, fun things. But as far as photography, I guess I really started taking photos in middle school, usually just pictures of myself along with my other like gangly, huge toothed, awkward middle school friends. Then in high school, I upgraded from a disposable camera to an SLR, not a DSLR, but an SLR, like back in their film days. I was still shooting everything in automatic mode forever. A little 50 millimeter lens and suddenly everything looked so cool and artsy. So then I had to shoot stuff that was so cool and artsy. I would have my friends sit by the railroad tracks and look super emo while smoking cigarettes. Like shoot it in black and white, you know? Don't take pictures by railroad tracks, guys, if you didn't know that. And don't smoke cigarettes either. Um, or we would have my friends all like looking at a flower and then I would like scan my image and put it into Photoshop and then make it so that the flower was the only thing in color and everyone else is in black and white. Blew everyone's minds. Just the coolest, artsiest, emo-est shit they'd ever seen. I started kind of realizing as the years went on that I would tend to forget events and things that I didn't have photos of. Not like huge significant events, but things like friends' birthday parties or vacations with my parents. If I didn't have a photo or video to review years later, my brain was just like, eh. Or I'll have just kind of a vague, foggy recollection of what happened for all of those years. But it's just, it's not nearly as vivid as if I have a picture. I feel like I remember that thing. Might be an ADHD thing. I don't know. Um, but I take photos and videos always. Everywhere I go. I have since high school. Um... Anytime something makes me happy or I just want to remember it, I take a picture or a video or I record audio about it or I write something about it. I just am like terrified of forgetting things. Oh, I kept on just taking pictures of regular life for years and years. And then one day a buddy of mine asked if I would take the photos of her wedding ceremony. She didn't want anything fancy. I didn't need to know what I was doing. She said they can just be snapshots. I really don't care. So I agreed to do it. But I did care. 
even though she didn't care. I was not going to give her just snapshots. Uh, I took it as a sign to finally really figure out what I was doing with my camera. I wanted to make sure that I could give her something beautiful, whether we were indoors, outdoors, it was morning, we were on the beach in the middle of the day, which is when her ceremony was, which is really hard to shoot, um, or at sunset, at night, whatever. Um, I wanted her to be able to look back at her wedding day and feel it again, which is what I'm always trying to capture at every session that I do to this day. So I started practicing and studying and practicing and studying and learning every single thing that I could in a really short amount of time. And I did a really pretty decent job at that, at that wedding. Um, I definitely blew her just a few snapshots expectation out of the water. Um, and watching her and her husband look back through those photos and remember everything from that weekend. And because especially on your wedding day, it, it is a blur. You're so busy. You have so much shit going through your head and watching them be able to relive it like moment by moment and like the joy that it brought them. It totally just like sealed it for me. So I did this wedding and it like lit this fire in me and I just pushed that little fire down and and pushed it off to the side and was like, mm, you know, I've got a really good safe and secure like medical office job uh, that makes me want to claw my eyes out. But um, yeah, that's probably, I'll just do that thing every once in a while. You know, that thing that makes me really happy that you can actually make money doing. I'll just wait. I'll just not. I don't ever want to be on the phone with a medical insurance company ever again my entire life. Like, fuck that shit. That is not a way to spend your life calling insurance companies. Nightmare. Anyway, I kept shooting families and weddings and anything else that anyone would pay me to shoot just on every, you know, scattered weekends here and there throughout the year. Uh, it was all just word of mouth. And every single time it would make me super happy. I'd wake up like full of energy and just like pumped to go do like a 10 hour wedding day, knowing that my body and my brain were gonna be totally wrecked by the end of the night. It didn't sway me at all. I just wanted to document the whole day, the best way I could. I wanted to hold dresses, put on boutonnieres, pass tissues and be just like the best wedding photographer, best like right hand person that I could be for my clients. And I just loved every single little bit of it. I never had nightmare people that I worked with. Like it's just, I'll tell you how I did that later, but just good. <laughs> uh, so I do that on weekends. And then during the week, I would get up for my regular job after like hitting my snooze alarm like three fucking times, taking like a big old fat dose of Adderall and like, you know, coffee and just like, well, ugh, just dragging my feet and dreading the hours ahead of me. I spent a lot of those hours trying to figure out if I managed to knock something heavy enough off of something high enough onto myself 
if I would get to go home. But even home was miserable. <laughs> even home was a miserable place to be back then. So maybe I could be hospitalized instead. Like, I fantasized about this shit. I was like, oh, I could totally... If I jumped from there and nobody saw, but I really hurt myself, but the benefits were good, you know, the pay was good. My coworkers were the best. So I just kept dragging myself to it as you do. Eventually the universe was like, you dumb bitch, what are you even doing? And just decided to give me at 31 years of age, a big old fatty blood clot in my chest. Uh, it was six centimeters long, like two and a quarter inches. They're long. So gross. It had somehow gone through my heart and stopped near my shoulder with only little pieces of it dislodging and getting into my lungs. If more of it would have gotten into my lungs, I probably would have died. I'll share that whole story another time. But it was the slap across the face that I needed like yolo for reals like we get one shot you get one shot at this and that's it and what you want to be and what you want to do does not matter unless you actually fucking do it wanting something you can want it your entire life and then what if you don't ever fucking do it you just wonder and i uh wasn't willing to do that anymore so i took really big scary leaps uh i left the secure office job with the benefits i left the emotionally abusive marriage that was a little easier to leave i left the home that i had lived in for almost a decade I sold everything that I had, everything that I could, bought a 24-foot RV and started over again. The thing is that I don't want you to have to almost die to realize that you deserve better. You can have your dream job you can have a supportive and loving, amazing, perfect partner. You can have whatever that thing is that is just your dream. You can have it. Like my dream life is super modest and I'm living it right now. This is my dream. This is what I dreamed of. I wanted to be able to take pictures for a living I wanted to have a little tiny farm out in the middle of nowhere. And I wanted to be happy. I wanted to be able to drop things if my children need me. I want to be able to drop everything and, and be there for them without having to consult a boss. I want to be able to go places and see things that I'm not normally going to just go and see, but I get to because people pay me to go take pictures there. Like, come on. It's amazing. I don't need to be a bazillionaire. I don't need, you know, a huge house or anything super fancy. But this was my dream and I got it in 
less than five years, you know, a really short amount of time. And it sounds so stupid looking back on it. Like, why did I not? Why, why was I content with that? And the answer is, I was scared of what people would think, number one, especially if I got divorced a second time, you know, that's a, doesn't matter. It doesn't. I don't give a shit. I'll divorce everybody. I don't give a fuck. I'll get divorced again. No, I'm just kidding. I won't because I love him. But uh, <laughs> I made up excuses for why I couldn't have what I wanted. I accepted other people's excuses for why I couldn't have what I wanted, which were entirely based in their own fears of their own failure. Not me. They didn't know what I could do. And I didn't know what I could do because I'd always just done the bare minimum for other people to get the job done and not get fired. I didn't have something that I was passionately driven for. And now I do. I always could have the life of my dreams. I just had to make a move do it. And it's fucking scary. I get it. But if you know what your calling is and you're just waiting for a sign to jump, take this as your sign to jump. We have so few precious years on this earth to be who we are. And we are who we are. And this is it. This is who you get to be. You were given gifts, talents, drive, desire, whatever that steers you in a direction that feels right. I'm telling you to trust that. Even if you haven't quite figured out how to make a living with what your thing is, just make sure you do it. Practice it. Perfect it. Give your time to it. Share it with people who are supportive and awesome, and opportunities will arise where you weren't expecting them to. In our next episode, I'm going to be talking all about imposter syndrome because nothing will make you feel more like an imposter than starting a podcast. But I'm going to get you all pumped the fuck up to do the thing anyway because fuck it. YOLO. Please make sure that you subscribe and leave this podcast a little review. It'll really help me out while I kind of figure out how to get this thing going and what direction it's going to go in. I'm just going with the flow. That's what I do. But I'll be that obnoxious little voice in your ear each and every Friday. And I think I might start just the tip Tuesdays. It's quick little, quick little tips, you know? Until then, just... um. And leave me a comment if you want to. I'll read every single one. And follow the link in the episode description for some more shit. Um, I guess that's all for the first one. Uh, I, I love you. Um, you. You can do it. And YOLO.
If you're anything like me, your brain is a wild tornado hurling thoughts, ideas, uh, music, um, all sorts of shit at you at all times. And keeping track of your clients can get really tough. If you are struggling to keep that spreadsheet alive, just stop and give Dubsado a try. There are a million different CRMs out there, but Dubsado is the one that I personally use and personally love. But my God, once you get it all set up, it just flows seamlessly. Your client does one thing and then it triggers the next thing and then it triggers the next thing and then triggers the next thing and everything just goes to them like it's supposed to, comes to you like it's supposed to, gets scheduled like it's supposed to, and you don't even have to think about it. Dubsado lets you try three clients for free. It's not a matter of time. You can manage three clients in there for free. Um, after that, use code Cherish Harper. That's Cherish, just like the word, and Harper, just like uh, the word. You'll get 20% off either your first month or your first year, whatever you sign up for. That's code Cherish Harper for Dubsado for 20% off. Go get it. you're a nerd for film and that disposable camera look, take a look at paper shoot camera. I got one and I love it so much. It feels like a film camera because the images look like film and you can't see them on the back of the camera until later when you plug it into your computer. But it's not film, so you can take as many pictures as you want since it's just shooting onto an SD card. It's the greatest little invention ever. It's tiny and light. I bring it everywhere I go, and the images really feel like disposable camera film images. But I can still just print the ones that I want to keep. Film is expensive. Try a paper shoot camera. And use code CHERISHHARPER10 and get 10% off of anything that you buy. It's paper shoot camera and use code CHERISHHARPER10. Get it. You won't regret it.